dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. Welcome to the Carve Up. Well, it's a big night tonight. Uh, well, you're with uh, Shooter and Silky in the studio at the moment, and we've uh, got a really big show. We've got we pay homage to Taj Taj Burrow. Yes, he's uh, just announced his retirement from the Pro Tour after almost 20 years on the circuit. Uh, we'll be speaking to the man himself about his career and what's next. Also, we'll speak to Super Fitness Guru and Taj's former right hand man Johnny Gannon. Um, he'll give us a, a little update of what he's doing as well, as well as Anthony Pansia, Journo from West Oz. He's going to give us some news from the uh, Drug Aware Pro. It's uh, going to be a big show. We'll talk about the uh, latest casualties in the latest high-profile casualties in the um, competition, and as well as a whole lot more. Silky, Mate, welcome. Should be a great show. Look, really looking forward to uh, talking to Taj. Obviously, quite shocked. I got to say when I when I got the news that he was retiring. I mean, look, we did speak on this uh, a few episodes back about who we thought there was a bit of a changing of the guard happening within the uh, the CT ranks. And, you know, hats off to Taj. As you said, 18 years, I think he's had 12 tour victories. He's won all around the world. There's nothing he hasn't done. He's a pipe master. He's won bells. He's won at Snapper. You name it, he's won there. Really looking forward to talking to him. But also just to, to chat with Johnny Gannon, you know, everyone knows that, you know, Johnny's the most photographed non-professional surfer <laughs> on, the, on the CT tour. But it should be good to get his insight because I know um, there was an interview I, I did read where Taj mentioned Johnny and the fact that he wasn't on the tour with him anymore and he, he felt that he wasn't at his physical peak and whether that played a part in uh, Taj's decision to call it a day. Look, he's got a family, you know, it's just progressing to the next stage of his life. So, uh, mate, wish him all the best and can't wait to speak to him later on the show. Yeah, that's right. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And there's uh, been some good waves over in the West as well for this. Um, you know, we didn't get the, haven't had the size that we got for the last year's competition, but um, certainly some contestable waves, some perfect waves. There's been some good surfing. Well, there's been some... Unbelievable serving men and women, you know, uh, that offshore wind has lent, to lend itself to a few of the guys that go, you know, massive above the lips, been some huge airs, been a bit of controversy too, I've got to say, uh, I think we'll touch on a little bit later, but you know, you know, Adam Melling, you, you were on Facebook howling earlier this, this week about, uh, Adam getting underscored again. Well, mate, I was howling a few contests back. I yeah, mean, that's I, what, yeah. I feel like he's been getting underscored for years and I think, um, I don't know if it was Chappie Coleman or one of the uh, one of the Facebook regulars put it up there that he'd been heavily underscored in this event as well, and it just seems to be he's, he's surfing so fast and he rips it powerful and old school calves. I mean, he doesn't have so much of the new school aerial game, but I'm telling you what, he's, he's as far as the his rail game goes, he's up there with the best. And you, know, you see some some surfers getting really high scores for what I think just isn't as good at surfing as what Adam's doing. Well, we'll be able to talk to Anthony Pansier about this later on the show. I know uh, Anthony spoke to a few of the, the pros over there at the minute. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to get his thoughts on what he's seen so far. I know he said John John wasn't happy with the decision, uh, his heat against Kyle Belly. I mean, that was a pretty crazy air, I thought. But, uh, yeah, oh, it'll be mate. interesting to get the, the thoughts of Anthony later on the show. But we'll take a short break. When we come back, Shooter, we'll, uh, we'll hop into the event itself. Yeah, beautiful, mate. And welcome back to the carve up. Well, Silky, let's just tuck straight into the uh, drug aware pro over at Margaret River. Hold on, before we do, mate, can we can we just go back a little bit? You know, last time we did a show, uh, you weren't here actually, but uh, it was during the Bells Beach Pro, and myself and Schmoo, we both tipped Geordie Smith. I, I put a tab ticket up on our uh, one of our social media platforms. I had fifty on him at seven to one, and I was in the queue. <laughs> but you know what? Hats off to Wilco, back to back titles. Look, he won in Newcastle as well. Let's not forget that. His uh, his run has been uh, has he lost unbelievable. A, has he lost a heat this year? 
Well, I, I don't know if he surfed in Manly, but, but maybe not. I'm not quite sure. But, mate, the guy's ripping. Mate, he, he uh, comboed Geordie in the in the final of uh, Bells and, mate, hats off to him. And what about his uh, his drinks bill? That's classic Aussie old school, you know, put just putting the card behind the bar, dropping five large. So, mate, hats think, off to Wilco. Do you think he would have done that knowing his sponsor was going to pick up the tab or what? <laughs> mate, I, 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 I don't know. It, it, it uh, uh, brings me back to um, there was a bit of uh, – uh, I suppose, what's the word? Conjecture Thanks. after uh, Bell, uh, can we the get snapper back, event. Can we get back to the drinks, Bill? Yeah. They're drinking Galliano. Oh, when was the last time you drank Galliano? Mate, he can drink whatever yeah, he, he wants. Yeah, we rugby club. <laughs> Mate, oh, just on it, he's, he's an event in front. So I think Connor Coffin's in second place. But uh, he's, he's literally 9,000, nearly 10,000 points he, in front. If he has another big result, I mean, he's every chance of he's progressing. Already, he's already re-qualified already re with the points he's got Is that now. right? Yeah. Wow. He's already re-qualified. But, I mean, look, and I'm looking at the round four draw now for the men, and there he is. He's sitting there. Yeah. I mean, it almost, he must, he must have this feeling of invincibility at the moment. He's surfing amazing. Like that, he's surfing upside down, really. I wonder if he's going to, I mean, look, he's, he's going to Jeffrey's Bay next is it Jeffrey's Bay? Well, it's Rio's next. Uh, Rio's next. And then uh, going to Jeffrey's Bay, I mean, he just must be hanging out for right-handers. I mean, I'm, I'm very interested to see how he's going to go in uh, Chopu and, and over in Cloudbreak. Well, mate, I, I wouldn't mind asking Taj if he's yeah. uh, had a word to him. But, look, let's let's talk about the event as it stands. There's been a... Uh, well, I mean, look, there's a few stories to come out already. Obviously, Kelly Slater getting knocked out again, round two. I don't think this has ever happened to him on the tour. Uh, we touched on the Adam Melling underscoring. Um, you know, John John was upset with uh, the scores that he was getting in his heat against uh, Kiowa Belly. Mate, what, what's been the uh, talking points for you? Mate, I thought, I thought that John John should have won that heat against Kiowa Belly. I thought he was very unlucky, so I think he's got every right to be blown up. But I'm just looking at some of these uh, round points. Like, like you said, there's some really big names missing. But there's some, the Kiowa Bellies, the Italo Ferreras, uh, Leo. Leonardo Fiorenti. I mean, he's been promising. We talked about him in a, a show a few weeks back or yep. leading into the year, and uh, he's been showing some some great form. You yeah. Know? Um, Chloe Andino, his his form's continuing. So there's a lot of there's, there's a lot of rookies and um, uh, you know kids that have only been on the tour a couple of years now that are right up in the rankings. There's a lot of uh, very very experienced surfers down in the rankings who are going to have to do some hard work. Mate, Adriana, Adriana De Souza missing again. You know. Uh, it's one of those uh, tales of it's really hard to bounce back when you, once you win a world title. You know, is it that, that whole thing about the hunger's not there? What do you think? Well, you know, he, the way the, the way he had, how excited he was after winning that world title. Gabe Medina was the same. The yeah, year that's what, that's my point. So, and but Gabe Medina had a really start a slow start to last year, and then he came home with a wet sail. So maybe we'll see that happen to Adriano as well. Hope not, mate. Uh, the goofy footers have really stood up the last couple of events. I know, uh, you know, Nat Young, um, Ace Bucken, they're still in this event, but uh, you know, they were Nat Young particularly was um, had a good performance in Bell's Beach. It's been it's been a good year for the goofy footers. It has, mate. It's been a really good year. And mate, there's there's one bloke that's sort of flying right under the radar here that I'm just looking at the draw here, mate. He's been in the top five probably for the last. Is, it, is this the Brazilian no, Andrew Maguire? It's Parker. It's Parker. I mean, we're sort of we've sort of just overlooked him. We're talking about Kyle Belly and Geordie, and we're talking about Wilco. Parker's still there. I mean, Parker's. I think he's yeah. got a big result still left in him. You know, he's well, been very very quiet. Well, mate, the other one that just sticks out to me, Seabass. He's he's a uh, injury replacement. He's had a couple of. Uh, well, I don't think he went so well in the first event of the year, but I think he had a pretty strong Bells. So uh, it's good to see him you know, up the rankings. The thing about this year is. The difference between this year and the other and past years is, you know, it's always been the favourites, but the rookies have done so much damage to the to the uh, the guys higher above them that 
it, it's it's all chopped and changed, the, the middle seed. So the whole seeding and ranking system has been thrown out the door this year. It's been great. Well, that's right. In, in years gone by, you'd see the rookies that would take a few years to establish yeah. themselves. But now they're just coming in, bang. We'll, we'll ask Taj about that as well, you know, what he thinks of the current crop. But, um, mate, the women as well, the women are into their quarterfinals. And, look, I put something on Facebook during the week, and I stand by it. I think the top six women are head and shoulders above the rest of the field. Just, I have to agree. Man. I'm telling you, the, the, the Stephs, the Sallys, the Courtney Conlogs, the Carissas, I mean, the Tyler Wrights, their surfing is just so much better than some of the – the, lower, the lesser known, the lesser known girls. It's do you, do you put, mate, do you put that down to the, the power and rail game? Absolutely. Is that the 100%, difference? Hundred percent. I, I saw, and not to not to bag, but I saw Laura Enervan. She's in one of the quarterfinals. Yeah. But I saw her and a, and a few of the other girls surfing, you know, in their earlier heats, and they seem to be they they sort of remind me of the the women surfing of old. You know, without that, it's more of that snappy, flicky sort of surfing. Whereas you're looking at Carissa and Stefan, that they're surfing like men. They're doing. Yeah. Full rail gouges and you know they're they're unbelievable to watch and and they're sort of you know you sort of got um, Bianca Butendag and um, Tatiana Western yep. Webb they're sort of on the on the on the edge you know yeah. but you t- I think your top four to six surfers in the women's are just so far ahead of the field it's not funny. Well, I was on the record a couple of shows back saying that I, I just don't think Sally Fitzgibbons has the arsenal to to, to win a world title because of the names you mentioned. I mean, uh, I read an article where you know Steph Gilmore's got the hunger back and you know that. That hack that she laid down uh, in that round four heat the other day was unbelievable. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see. But, mate, uh, who are your tips in the women's and the men's? Mate, d- depending on what the, the spoil's doing, I, I think the forecast is going to be sort of the same, maybe a little bit bigger than what we've seen. If that's the case, I, I don't think Carissa can be burnt. I think she'll be unbelievable. If the, if the spoil comes up to the to around the six to eight foot range, I think Carissa will be unbeatable. Well, I'm going to tip Steph in the ladies. Yeah, good. Yeah, I think cool. she's due. And look, I mean... Is it is it a silly thing to say a that Wilco? Yeah, is I mean, is it is it unrealistic that Wilco could do it again? I mean, look, wow. I I put my money where my mouth was at Bells, and, and I backed Geordie Smith. If it, same thing, that solid swirl, he's just got that big turn and that powerful surfing. It's kind of his style. I think is is made for these kind of big rough ocean swells, you know. So look, I'm going to follow him in. I, I might have to double my uh, investment this look, time. I'm going to I'm going to have something on I'm going to have something on Parker. I'm going to have someone on old Parker to just uh, come out of the woodwork and, and ma- maybe give this competition a shake. And I hope Wilco does it again, though. Wouldn't it be great to see him go through? And that, if he does go through, that pretty much shows the world title up. You'd think Surely, so, wouldn't it? You know? Yeah, well, he might be on a three-week bender after that. <laughs> oh, Look out, Rio. He'll oh. be coming in hot. You're on the carve up. Up next, Johnny Gannon. And welcome back to the carve up. You're with Shooter and Silky. And uh, tonight's episode, we're paying homage to, Cha- to Taj. And who better to speak to uh, tonight than, obviously, Taj's right-hand man for a few years on the tour. He was his personal trainer, fitness guru, and confidant. Uh, welcome, Johnny Gannon, to the carve-up. How are you, JG? Yeah, boys. Hello. Hello again. Mate, firstly, Johnny, uh, did you see this coming, mate? Obviously, you know, you're pretty tight with Taj. Is this something that's been planned, or was it kind of a, a sudden decision? Yeah, mate, it was planned. We spoke about it a bit over the last couple of months. And um, he sort of, uh, you know, with the family and a few other distractions in life these days, he was, uh, and been on the road for so many years, I think he was just ready to wrap it. So, I mean, leading into the first event in uh, the Gold Coast, was it something that was already locked in his mind? Um, I'm not sure when he thought he was going to retire. I thought he might finish after, after Europe, take the missus and the baby to Europe and have a mad holiday over there. 
for the Europe leg. And then um, I just think uh, the way things were going and, you know, the new family and the things have changed pretty quick for him. So I think, uh, yeah, he probably pulled it back a bit. JJ, there's a seems to be a little bit of a changing of the guard at the moment. A lot of the older older surface seem to be uh, looks like you know Taj might set set the ball in motion. There might be a bit of a chain reaction. There's could be a few. You got your Mick Fannings, you got your Parkos there, Boo Derbage. You might have a few. Can you see like these uh, these new crop we were talking about them earlier? The new crop of these rookies coming up. You know, might have had something to do with it. Or do you think he's surfing as good as ever, or do you just think these these young blokes now are just you know coming in hot? Mate, they look really hungry. Those young kids. Like watching them the other day, it was really good to watch, good to see actually. Oh, you know what I thought after Kelly got beat, he'd probably come up and announce his retirement to take yeah. the shine off Taj. Like I was fully expecting Kelly to come up and say, "Yeah, I'm retiring after that heat." Just to, uh, he loves taking the limelight. Like he, with, like he did with the wave pool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was one straight of after Adriano's world title. <laughs> Everyone just talked about the wave pool and completely forgot about Adriano, <laughs> didn't they? But um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I think I think they just look hungry. The kids this year, they've they, they do it tough, you know, in the qualifying series. They they work their asses off, and they're all fit young kids these days. They they um they put in the extra work and they uh they're hungry, mate. They they want it and uh, good on them. And talking about that too, like, can you see a time when every surfer on the tour is going to be travelling with a coach and a and a, and, a, and a fitness, you know, um, instructor sort of to, to help them through. I mean, I don't know how many are doing it at the moment. You sort of you sort of broke some ground there with, with what you're doing with Taj. I mean, do you think you gave him a few extra years on the on the tour when you came when you became involved? Yeah, I think so, mate. He's um his body's held up really well. With um, it's not just about uh, sort of push screaming and yelling and getting him to do things. It's about teaching him as well. So I think he's um he's learned a lot. Over the years, and I think the, the, with these young kids, I think their entourages are getting bigger and bigger. Like they they are travelling with trainers, they're travelling with um, you know surf coaches that help them with, uh, and then they're travelling with shapers who are working out boards for each event. That's a big thing these days, you know, working on working on a good quiver for each different wave on tour. And I think that translates uh, over to all of us, you know, the average punter that still surfs, you know, we're, we're more into boards these days. You know, you sure saw Stewie Kennedy, how good he was surfing up there on that, up on the goalie on that board. And I think everyone's talking about them and wants to rush out and buy one of them, which it's good. It's good for the industry and it keeps everyone surfing pretty fresh and keeps everyone keen. Mate, I was just saying to Shooter off air, you know, when you talk about your favourite surfers, I'd always think that Taj is one of your top five. Like, He's one of those surfers where no one really has a bad word to say about him. Everyone likes his style. Mate, for someone who lived, you know, side by side with him in each other's pockets for eight years, like, what, what's he like as a bloke? Oh, he's a top bloke, mate. We're still really good mates. He, yeah. um, he, did, a, he did a good thing by me, you know. He took me on, you know. He could, could have gone south, you know, taking a bra boy on and whatever, you know. <laughs> it's, um, he, uh, he, he looked after me, so I always sort of felt like I, I owed him a favour. He, uh... I always felt like um, this bloke's done the right thing by me. And uh, so from then on in, I thought I'll never stuff this up. I'll, I'll always, you know, try and do the right thing. And it worked out really well, you know. We're still really good mates. And uh, we talk a lot. And uh, I think we'll be mates for life. So it, it's uh, it's great. What was he like to work with, Johnny? Was he, um, you know, was he temperamental? Could he, I mean... It- Obviously, his work he became great mates, but um, obviously a very professional. You have to go about it very professionally. Like, what was he like to work with? 
Pete, he's um he's a pretty humble bloke. He's he's a West Oz bloke. He's from Western Australia, you know. They're they're the country over there that's a pretty isolated part of the world. And there's not there's no ego about him. He's um as I was saying, he's really humble. He uh he'll he'll do anything like I've asked him you know, so many people have asked me for boards over the years, a signed board for Taj for functions and and um benefit nights and he's never said no. He's always got a board signed it and always given it away to anyone who's ever asked and uh mate it's just uh it's a a lot that goes on with those guys like everywhere you go in the world someone wants a piece of them like someone wants this someone wants that you get people knocking on door at 10 o'clock at night in the hotel room wanting a signature it's it's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes you know it's not just an all glamorous life you get to see that from from where I was in the position I was in, you know, I can just imagine what Mick's going through at the moment. Yeah. I can just under, understand why that guy wants a, a bit of time off because that, he's the most famous surfer in the world right now. He's Trump Kelly after that shark thing. And I think Mick's just, he'd, he's just struggled to go to the local pub these days. Yeah, the right. amount of people that want to come up and slap him on the back and, yeah, not, you know, want a photo. Yeah, non-surfers, mate. Exactly, and it's everywhere. It's not just here, mate. He can't go. He can't, he's fucking getting like a lot of attention wherever he goes, and he handles it really well too. Mickey's a top bloke, but um, that's just the lifestyle they live these days. They're becoming more and more famous, more and more popular. But um, back to Taj, he's uh, he handles it really well, mate, and I think people really respect that. Mate, back in his youthful days, he was known to like a party, a bit like yourself, and. Mate, of those 12 tour victories, you know, when you're at your peak of your powers, a couple of good-looking cats, you know, <laughs> is, there one that st- is there one that stands out, Johnny? Oh, mate, when he won pipe in, uh, I think it was 2000, 2011, maybe, he won pipe. Yeah. And, mate, we freaking, that was the end of the, it was the end of the, it was the end of the year. We'd spent, like, five weeks in Hawaii. We are both single, so there was, and there was plenty of girls around at the time, you can imagine. Yeah. And um, plenty of everything, I can, I can you know, tell you that. <laughs> so, so we went, we went pretty hard for about a week straight, and then um, we come back to Sydney, and we went hard for another two weeks <laughs> back in Sydney. Beautiful, Sam. Yeah, it was it was nonstop. We didn't sleep much for about three weeks, but mate, winning pipe was definitely the standout. Yeah, mate. Listen, what about you, Johnny? Um, can you see yourself getting back into it again? Um, I know you've obviously taken a break to start your own family, but can you see yourself getting uh, involved with another surfer somewhere down the track? Mate, I, I honestly don't. I I don't think I could spend that much time on the road away from my family. It's a really, it's a quite a. Um, it's an isolated lifestyle you live on on tour. It's a bit of a lonely life. I think that's why a lot of them travel with these entourages because it can get quite lonely. Um, unless the family were travelling with me, I, I wouldn't do it again. But um, I could, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't. I don't think I'd ever do it again, mate. Well, mate, we're uh, we like I said, we're paying homage to Taj, and you've given us some great insights into uh, you know someone who's just been at the top of his game for for such a long time. Uh, Johnny, thanks so much for being with us, and we yeah, look. Hold on, now, yes. Johnny, if one, someone wants to do a bit of training with you, mate, where can they find yes, you? Yes, yes. Let's give you give you a plug, mate. <laughs> mate, I'm um, I'm around in Sydney these days. I've got a a few guys that have been doing a lot of surf specific training with me. Ginge has been training his ass off. He's looking. Oh, the super praying fit. <laughs> Yeah, he's got a muscle on his body. It's amazing what twenty million in the bank can do for your surfing. <laughs> you, could, you could squeeze him into a milk crate. Fair dig. He'd be good at yoga. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rip mate, in, where, 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 so where can we find you, Johnny? Mate, I'm, mate, I'm um, just uh, johngannontraining.com. Mate, don't use Ginge's one. Of don't, don't use Ginge on your website, mate. Don't, <laughs> don't put a photo of him up. There you go. All right, mate. All right. Well, listen, mate. Great chatting to you, mate. We'll, no doubt we'll get you on uh, later in the year. Thanks, Johnny. Good on you, Ganoon. All right, boys. Speak to you soon. Yeah, Welcome back. You're on the carve up, and joining us now all the way from West Australia, he's been uh, talking to the pros, and I'm sure he's got a story or two to tell us about Taj Barrow. Anthony Pansia, welcome to the carve up again, mate. Hi guys, how are you going? Really well. Firstly, if I can just hop in, we've had a couple of lay days. Can you just give us the latest swell update and the surf report? Well, yeah, we, we did have a good start to that comp, uh, but the past couple of days it's gone a bit funky. Uh, today was pretty much flat and onshore, but tomorrow and every day after is looking pretty good. So it's only going to get better from tomorrow, really. Anthony, it's shooter, mate. Look, there's been a couple of high-profile casualty in, casualties in the event already, mate. What do you make of that? And there's a lot of rookies... Uh, you know, through to round four, how's the uh, how's the vibe down there about the um, some of the big names going out early? Well, yeah, geez, the biggest upset for me personally was Kelly Slater. You know, um, seeing the you know seeing the the champ bow out in the what third round, I think again, two in a row. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty hard to watch, you know, and um, he handled it probably as well as he could have. Uh, he was, but he was visibly sort of disappointed with the outcome. And then obviously John John Florence um, losing to KO Abelli in that sort of buzzer beater of KOs was just, that was something to see too. And what was interesting was just the passion in John John's eyes as he sort of walked up the stairs and didn't storm off, but certainly walked away with a bit of a, bit of a spring in his step. He wasn't too happy, which is a, you know, a good sign to see. A bit of passion in these athletes is really good to see. Well, that's right. You don't usually see that either, especially in the Hawaiians. You know, you don't usually see that uh, that passion coming out. You know, they, they sort of take it, things with a grain of salt. Well, what about Sonny? <laughs> oh, Sonny <laughs> Garcia. Well, yeah. well, I didn't go back that far. <laughs> Johnny Boy Combs had a bit of passion. Oh, yeah, him. I know. Yeah, I just look at the sea basses and the Dusties and that. I think sometimes it could cost them uh, heat victories, you know, because they're actually a bit too, little bit too laid back. Well, I think that's what, um, you know, if any criticism is to be sort of level that John John has been that, he's been a bit too bit too cruisy. And I think that showed in that heat too, you know. He kind of let Ko go on that last wave and um, he could have sealed the deal. But, um, yeah, but it's good to see the passion. Love it. Mate, I know you were trying to line up a uh, chat with the commissioner, Kieran Perro, uh, and I don't think you had any luck. Is there anything we should read into that? I know uh, we, we've struggled to get accreditation and, and different stuff, and there's a lot of... Uh, I suppose, conspiracy theories out there. I was speaking to a friend of mine down at Bell's and there was a big sign, believe it or not, saying that all photos taken are, you know, the property of, of the WSL. Should we read into anything, uh, your unavailability of, on Kieran Perro? You probably could, but I, I think to be, to be fair to the WSL, it is, it's just a moving beast, really, and... Um, it's growing and it's professional and I think they just kind of want to keep the whole thing moving forward and I can't really sort of, I mean, you could you could generally sort of just reach out and approach Kieran if you did bump into him, but geez, I don't know. I guess he's a busy guy. And, come on, uh, mate. Come on, mate. Dish it out. Yeah, come on. You're fence-sitting now, mate. Come on. This is the carve-up for a reason. What really happened? <laughs> I I was down at the Settlers Tavern. He was there. I had a few minutes, you know. Yeah. I said I said I was coming. I said I was coming on this show. I think that was <laughs> hey, mate, just another surfer, uh, you know, has been getting a bit of attention over here. Leonardo Fiervanetti. Now we've spoken about him before. I know he's part of 
uh, that Quicksilver, the crew with Belly and the like. He's had a couple of good uh, results so far in this event. What have you thought of him? I haven't actually seen him in the naked eye. Well, there is one of those surfers at every event that just sort of comes from nowhere. And then um, he obviously he took down Slater, and then he's obviously his confidence just blew. And from memory, he took down to Souza yep. sort of straight after that. Uh, it's one of the, it's a combination of the kid's a great surfer. He spent a lot of time with Jake Patterson, so he's obviously got his technique dialed in. But um, he's just on fire, you know. And the two the two heats he had there, the surf was pumping, and he just he just you know a combination of youth, enthusiasm, and perhaps just that. You know, nothing to lose, so he just went went for it, and it really paid off. But super nice guy. You know, he probably... Uh, it's interesting sort of watching these things up close. You'll see them sort of being interviewed by Rosie at the top of the stairs. What you don't see is the hour that they have to spend walking back to the competitors' area signing autographs. Yeah. And he just took his time and signed everything. Like, I'm talking babies, flags, heads, caps. Everything. Yeah, he was as stoked as everyone else. Yeah, mate. Look, I was just um, noticing you, you interviewed Gabby uh, Medina and Adriana. Look, Gabby won the world title a couple of years ago, Adriana last year. Now, they've both seemed to have struggled in the year um, you know, following their world title. I mean, did you get any insight when you interviewed um, them about, about some of that stuff? Uh, Adriano, I think, is just coming down off the high, really. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he sort of he sort of had a good start to last year and sort of struggled a bit. So he might be just going through a bit of a slump. But I think a lot of it, he just got so much weight off his shoulders by winning that world title that, you know, maybe he's like yeah, a bit yeah. like Parker, you know, just doesn't sort of care too much. Medina's got the fire in his eyes for sure. And he's looking at Wilco and just trying to sort of figure out the, you know, the equation from Wilco. Well, let's talk about Wilco, mate, because, you know, he, he's unbelievable. I was saying uh, to Shooter before, not only did he win Bells and uh, the first event up in the Gold Coast, but he won the Newcastle, the surf, the surf Pro up there as well. So he's really won three events in a row. You know, who's to say he can't win this event? Who's to say? Yeah, he's looking good. But um, so are a lot of other people too. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm certainly, certainly not saying that, you know, Bells and all the Quickie Pro was a fluke, but... Everyone's sort of stepping into gear now. Um, but Wilco, he's just, he's sort of just got it dialed in. And obviously teaming up with Micro was just a masterstroke because yeah. they're good mates and they're having fun. You know, I mean, Wilco is just one of those guys that he's having fun with it all and it's just paying off. So I think he's sort of taken a bit of pressure off himself and consequently it's it's paid off. Who's your standout, Boone, mate? Who, who do you think is going to go all the way? You know, for me, uh, Ace Bucken. Um, oh, yeah. Which was kind of an odd sort of given the, you know, he's not new school or he's not anything, but geez, he took down, I think he took down Dusty and his backhand approach on that right hand, it was just out of his world. Like you could, you could almost hear it from up in the stands. It was, yes. was just on point. It was incredible. So, I, you know, he'd be my little um, dark horse for sure. Talking about burn on point, uh, we've been talking about the women and just how good, you know, the likes of Carissa Moore, Stephanie Gilmore, Tyler Wright, Sally. They're just surfing. They're, they're surfing like men. They're surfing unbelievable. I mean, it's probably the, in this last couple of years, I really feel like the, the top six women are starting to really kick away from the rest. You know, they're, they're head and shoulders above them. What do, you, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's a fair call. Um, but, I mean, obviously, the, there's got to be you know, a few years of development for those sort of qualifying. Yeah. Uh, the, the girls are coming onto the tour. But, um, yeah, you're right. They're the top six, I'd say. It just streaks ahead. And,. Um, but, geez, you know, you want to be in the water when you see Courtney Connellog come off the bottom and just whack it off the top. She is putting some power into her turns at the moment. And 
I think she's going to be pretty unstoppable if the swell cooperates and it picks up a bit. I think I'd rather be ducked to have a wave when she comes <laughs> off the bottom. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm a married man. I, I just, you know, I'm not going to... Now, mate, uh, we, we've penned this show, the homage to Taj, and uh, you know, we, we couldn't let you go without maybe sharing a story about Taj. I don't know, be it a surf or you know, something that's caught your eye over the past couple of years, if not years. You got a, you got a little uh, anecdote for us? He's just a perpetual Peter Pan of uh, professional surfing, isn't he? He's just one of those guys that just always seems happy. And, it, you know, the few times I have interviewed him over the year, he's just a nice guy, generally happy. But also, you know, he can turn it on when he wants to, which has showed, you know, he's been in the top five for, what, his whole career pretty yeah, much. Yeah. So it's obviously not been a fluke. Um, I did really, really like his sort of resignation speech as such, just the way he went out. Um, and it also really sort of, to a lot of, I guess, Southwest locals that sort of... Um, but just the way he described driving down to the beach and just feeling nice and relaxed and feeling comfortable in his home environment because it is a beautiful part of the world that he lives in. And, geez, we wish him all the best because why wouldn't you want to just, you know, put your feet up and go surfing around this part of the world? Well, they, they don't call his joint the Taj Mahal for nothing, do they? <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, mate, great talking to you once again. Uh, all the best, mate, and hopefully we'll speak to you later on in the year. And welcome back to the carve up. Well, Silky, this is sort of the moment we've been waiting for, mate. Our next guest is uh, he's a colossus in the world of surfing. He's been at the top of his game for the better part of 20 years, you know. And um, he's just announced his retirement. So um, with no further ado, here to uh, discuss his, uh, his career and what he's going to do post-career, the one and only Taj Burrow. Welcome to the carve up, mate. Thank you, boys. Thanks for having me. Now, mate, just, just um, straight away, mate, when you announced it, what, what was your feeling? Was it, uh, was it relief? Uh, you know, how are you feeling? There's a relief, a bit of sadness. How, how are you feeling, mate, right now? Oh, mate, it's 100% relief, to be honest. I um, I was kind of stressing out on like how and when and where to do this. I've been thinking about it for probably six months or so, and uh, I was just losing a bit of sleep over um, just a you know everyone's kind of got a fairy tale ending idea in their heads of how their career should finish, but um, I just kind of realised it's just going to be another event, and I'm just going to make sure I have fun with it. And uh, yeah, I decided Fiji would be the last one, and and as soon as I announced it, mate, I just was over the moon. I was so happy. I just felt so happy and relaxed. Um, obviously, been doing it for a long time. So uh, just uh, able to free myself for that jersey. And, um, yeah, just basically have a bit of freedom. That's what I look forward to the most. Mate, you know, you, you see, like, in uh, football and cricket and stuff like that, when, when people announce their retirements, they, th- they say there's, like, a defining moment. Like, a cricketer might drop a catch or a footy player might lose a bit of speed. Was there, a, was there one defining moment for, for you that sort of, uh, sort of said to you, you know, this is it, or was it more of a, a, a plan to, to bow out on your own terms? Um, yeah, I don't think there was a defining moment. I was just kind of, you know, gradually it was just eating away at me where I was just kind of getting... I was just not that excited to, to compete. And uh, and then, you know, you got a lot of hungry new guys on tour that just, you know, basically hassle the crap out of you. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> I was just getting a little bit fed up with it. And uh, and when whenever you're traveling around and, and every free surf you have is with, you know, the top 36 people in the world and it just gets kind of annoying, you know. <laughs> it's hard to get waves off uh, the best surfers in the world. And, it's um, it's just not as relaxing as I kind of was, you know, was ready for. So, I um, yeah, I just kind of it was just eating away at me, and and uh, yeah, I just kind of thought thought it was the time. 
Well, mate, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about some of these froffers. Let's talk about some of these rookies. I mean, you got rookie in, rookie of the year in your first year on the tour, and uh, it seems to be there's a, a, a whole new crop of, of rookies have all come in, and they're all all ripping. They're all coming at once, um, mate. What do you think of yep. the current crop, mate? Who do you think, um, you know, could go all the way? Oh, it's hard to say, but uh, yeah, there's, it's always every year on tour. There's an exciting new bunch of rookies, and uh, and this year is no different. You know, it's definitely really exciting. It's uh. It's a definitely a different year with uh, a lot of big names kind of, uh, you know, announcing semi-retirement. Um, I guess like Mick Fanning and, and then Kelly Slater doesn't seem to know really what he wants to do. And, uh, you know, even myself and, and Joel Parkinson, we've been talking, you know, about, <laughs> about how we, um, we, you know, we have less enthusiasm now. And, um, yeah, it's, it's weird because uh, some, some, some of the new rookies have really gotten big results in the first start of the year. And obviously Matt Wilkinson's been on a tear and, it's really jumbled up the ratings, whereas guys I thought would kind of be uh, a major threat this year, like Gabriel Medina and Philippe Toledo and maybe like Julian Wilson, Geordie Smith, those kind of guys, are they're doing okay, but not really dominating like I thought. So it's, it's a really mixed up year. And if you were to pick a world champ right now, I wouldn't know who to say. It's, it's, real, it's a real random year. But uh, yeah, the, the young guys are definitely, you know, ruffling some feathers. Mate, looking back on your career, you've had 12 standout tour victories, you know, on the CT. You, you, you've won all over the world. Is there one event that stands out above the others? Oh, mate, it's hard to say. I've been asked this question, and there's not really. I mean, whenever you're standing on that podium with the trophy in your hands, it doesn't matter where you are. It's just the best feeling knowing you've beaten everyone. Um, I had one run, though, in my career. It was, like, uh, probably the probably the highlight where I won the Pipe Masters and then uh, going into the next year, I won. Um, I won Gold Coast. I won. Sorry, a contest at Burley Heads, and then I won the Quickie Pro at the Gold Coast. And I was just winning um, all these consecutively. And uh, and then I got. I was in the final at Margaret River event over here, and uh, and I had the thing wrapped up. And then Josh Kerr got me within five minutes to go. Yeah. He needed two ways, and he got him. But um, that was probably the best run of results in my life for but- sure. And. It felt incredible. It's funny you say that because we spoke to Johnny Gannon earlier on in the show and, and he actually mentioned that as well, but for different reasons. He said the partying that went on in Hawaii <laughs> that finished up for three weeks later in Australia. And, and it sounds like you've gone on a, a three-month bender and won about three events in a row. So there you go, eh? Yeah, I know. You've got to celebrate. And Johnny's good at that. Johnny's good at that part. He told, he told us he gave you an extra five years on your career anyway, mate. <laughs> yeah. All Johnny Gannon does is eat Alaskan king crab and drink freaking <laughs> <and> stomp. <laughs> he gets pretty spoiled. Well, mate, we're, we're, you know what? It's funny you say that because I was reading uh, on, a, on a website the other day, there's a, a new seafood cafe down in Yellingup opened up called Squid Lips, and I thought you and him might have been going into some sort of business <laughs> venture. <laughs> the Johnny Gannon franchise. Yeah, yeah. Popping up. Oh, yeah. mate, mate, just just on your career, like eighteen years on the tour, it's it's long in any sport, but particularly in surfing, you know, and, and being you know active yep. for that many years. What do you put your longevity down to? Is it you know, did Johnny have something to do with that, or you know, did did your kind of approach change year in year out? Um, well, it's obviously like you got to look after yourself and do all the right things, and that's why I had Johnny on board for so long. But um, I feel like uh, the thing that kept me there the most was probably just my enthusiasm for surfing. I just absolutely love it, and I, uh, you know, I'd surf every day of my life, even if I wasn't, you know, getting paid to do it or but you know, competing at it. I uh, I just love it, and um, I just like kind of staying relevant. You know, I want to stay stay as juvenile as possible, and and keep up with all these these young freaks, basically. So <laughs> I think 
I think that's why I've, I've kind of, you know, withstood the test of time because I just love it so much. And I just keep, I want to be there. You know, I don't, I don't want to be ever, you know, uh, be irrelevant, basically. Mate, where, where was your favourite? Where was your favourite place to go, mate? What, what stop on the tour did you really look forward to going to the most? Oh, it depends what you're after, but there's everything, you know. <laughs> you know, there's good way. Like, Fiji is probably the, the best event. You know, that's why I've chosen it, to, to wrap it up. Uh, it's just so sick over there. We get spoiled, and Cloud Break's probably one of the best ways in the world. But I really love uh, Tahiti as well. Obviously, Chopes is the sickest wave on earth, and it's terrifying but so fun at the same time. And, you know, it's such a beautiful place. Um, yeah, those two are probably the best. You know, I love going to the Gold Coast as well, just because it's like, Surfing those warm water points and getting the whole lineup cleared to yourself yeah. is uh, pretty special because you know how many hundreds of people, probably thousands of people, hit that place when the when the waves are good. So sure uh, it feels pretty special getting that lineup cleared. So um, I, I love them all to be honest. Do you get your way? You know when it when it is when it is really crowded there before the event, do you still get your waves out there, or you're just sort of in the in the mix just like everybody else? Oh mate, I can't get a wave. Yeah. To, I can't buy a wave. It's place is hectic. Mick Fanning was cleaning up. Mick oh. Fanning, Joel Parkinson, few of the old local boys—they just, they just drop in on everyone. They just burn. <laughs> they just burn that. everyone, don't they? What about when they get the jet ski assist back around to the the takeoff <laughs> point? That's unreal. Yeah, they do that too. Lucky pricks. Hey, mate, I want to talk about rivalries in our sport, and you know, in all sports, there's a rivalry. But is, was there one surf that really brought the best out in you, or was there one? One particular surf that you wanted to beat more than the others? What he's trying to say is, is there one that you hate? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you always no, love no, the no, beat. No, no. I get it. I can read between the lines. Um, yeah, well, uh, you know what? I've had a few over the years, but um, Kelly Slade has probably been the one of the longest ones. You know, we've had heaps of good battles, and we've probably, probably bought the best out in, in each other. You know, I've beaten him a couple of times, you know, and he's beaten me a couple of really gnarly, like really intense heats where... You know, he's needed a 10 to beat me, and he's done it. Like, crazy things like that. And, you know, even though I've lost the heat, I kind of pride myself in, in bringing that out, of, you know, out in him. And um, we've had some great battles. But uh, Andy Irons as well, he was just absolutely one of the best. And me and him, being the same age with the same sponsor in Billabong, we uh, we just battled to the death. Like, we honestly just could not, we could not beat each other bad enough. We were really, really after each other. And, he was an intense guy to surf against, and um, he he freaked me out. You know, he pretty much walked over me. He was just like such an imposing character. Um, but we had some incredible battles, and the guy is just such, such an emotional surfer in and out of the water. And it's uh, it's a lot of it's some serious passion that I, I really miss seeing. You know, like yeah, at the yeah. time I was terrified of him, but you know now looking back on it, you know I loved it and I, I miss him a lot. Yeah. Hey, mate, look, you've been involved in a few surfing movies. You know, you've had your own ones like Sabotage and Montage. But, I mean, I was a big fan of the, the Taylor Steele stuff that you used to do in the 90s as well. But you personally, what, what's your favourite surf movie? Oh, yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I used to watch Taylor Steele's movies as a grom and they used to get me most psyched of anything. Whenever he dropped a new movie, I could not wait to throw the old VHS in. Um, that, that stuff will just stick with me for life. But... uh I mean, the ones I've done myself have been been amazing. I loved them all. Montage is probably one of my favourite. And then uh, we also did a helicopter. Uh, sh- we shot from a helicopter at one of my home breaks in one of my movies, Fair Bits. And everything just clicked and all the elements came together. And I had a really good session. And we had this cowboy of a chopper pilot just swooping down, like, so close to me. I thought I was going to get chopped up. But we um, we got some sick footage. And that really stands out as one of my favourites. 
I like the uh, I like some of the acting in the uh, Taylor Steele and some of the Taylor Steele movies. I was just wondering if you gave Johnny Gannon any uh, acting lessons. We noticed that uh, throughout your career when he was involved with you, he did a lot of following the cameras around and a lot of interviews, mate. He was, he very... was, the, he was the most photographed non-surfer <laughs> on the tour, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, don't worry. I, saw, I caught him signing a few autographs <laughs> along the road. And I, ma- I made sure to take a photo of it because he was that embarrassed. <laughs> Mate, well, I think well, I think we talked about that when we spoke to Gannon about it. it was something about a, a a photo in Brazil or something like that that he signed. <laughs> we he wasn't yeah. too happy about that. I remember that one. Yep, yeah, documented it for sure. Mate, what about you, Taz? Like, I mean, you're going into retirement now. Uh, obviously, you're going to spend some time. with Beautiful family. It's you know it, you know you've done almost 20 years on the tour. It's it's time to go in a different direction. But can you see yourself getting back involved, sort of like along the lines that Micro Hall has with uh, with Wilco? Can you see yourself getting back involved with an, with another young surfer any time in the future? Oh, mate, not a chance in hell. That's yeah. the whole reason I'm wrapping it up. That's I what Canoon said. I'm, I'm getting out of this game to get away from that schedule, yeah. so no, I wouldn't be signing up for any uh, coaching roles. I'm, um, I'm going to just be putting my feet up for a bit, to be honest, and I'm just going to go on surf trips, you know, kind of wherever and whenever and with whoever I want. Um, just, just to enjoy that freedom, you know. I just want to get away from the schedule, basically. So, uh, yeah, I got a few things going on, but you know, firstly, I just want to um, do some surf trips to places I really wanted to go but never been able to. Well, I tell you what, Taj. On behalf of all surfers around the world, mate, I want to thank you for uh, you know all you've done for the sport of surfing. It's a shame that Thanks, uh, you, you couldn't you couldn't take out the. Uh, the uh, the first place over there in your home break, but mate, best of luck with it, whatever it is that you do uh, moving into the future, mate. And uh, look forward to seeing no you know a couple more covers or videos of you in the not too distant yeah. future, mate. But thanks for joining us on the car. Yeah, legend, Taj. Thanks, mate. No, no worries, boys. Thanks for having me. I love the compliments. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. And welcome back to what has been an epic, epic episode of the Carve Up. The paying homage to Taj Silky. You keep producing the big names, mate. Look, mate, mark my words, the Carve Up Surf Show is on the up. It it's on, on the, the up. up. We, we are being disruptive. We are, we are getting talked about in the right circles, mate. Well, that was a great interview. You know, I was very interested to hear not only Johnny Gannon say it, but Taj say it as well, that he just doesn't want to even know anything about I actually found that really interesting. You know, he wants nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah I would, we would have thought that he wouldn't stay involved. I mean, look, he's going to go and surf some unbelievable waves. His sponsors are going to stick by him and... You know, I don't think you'll be hearing the last of Taj, that's for sure. You know what's interesting about all this? And look, we all grew up wanting to be pro surfers. Let's not, you know, kid ourselves. But it's just not the glamorous job that y- you really think it is. I remember I, in 2000, I spent some time in the Rusty House in France. I remember I was with Luke Hitchings at the time and Chris Ward, uh, the guy who was running the place, Laurent Peugeot. Mate, people were sleeping on the floor. The Hopgood brothers were there. CJ actually won the event, mate. And they were literally just roughing it. Yeah. Like, like the, the Hopgood brothers had their, their dad as their kind of – to look after them, it, it's just a really tough grind. And, 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 you know, by the sounds of things, it, it's getting harder because, you know, the, the competitors are getting hungrier. I mean, back in 2000, there was still a fair bit of partying going on, you know. So I think a lot of that's been taken away and you, it, it doesn't seem as, um, I don't know what the word is, glamorous maybe, as what it used to be. Well, it's, it's, it's become more professional. And it's been, they're, they're eating well, they've got dietitians, they're, you know, they're not drinking. There's, yeah. there's probably a lot of them that aren't drinking at all. But I think you'll find that, you know, like I said, if, if Taj is going to set off some sort of chain reaction here, you'll find the last of the Mohicans, mate, the last of all the, the, the partiers and, and, you know, uh, an era that was probably, for us, yeah. what pro surfing was all about. But, yeah. look, it's a, it's a big, big time, big time, big money spinner now. It's a big business and, you know, they're there to earn money. And Shooter, that's it for this week's show. What Our carve-up special, homage to Taj. Special thanks to Johnny Gannon. Uh, 
Anthony Pansia, and of course, uh, Taj Burrow. We're back in a couple of weeks, but uh, looking forward to the rest of the Drug Aware Pro uh, Margaret River, mate. Go, we'll go. You've been listening to Carve Up. See you in a couple of weeks. Dude, just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them.